Hey, what's up, Grand Cities? Today is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, and you're tuning into Big Screens and TV Streams live from the Grand Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale. Joining me today is Victor. Welcome. How's it going, guys? Popcorn in my head again. Come on. Oh, yeah. Never ending. Yeah. Never ending. I got so much popcorn at home. I need a. I, are you a fan of microwave popcorn, Victor? I am. I love it. Yeah. I haven't eaten in a long time, but you know, I'm, I'm itching to get. I mean, back it's in not it. as good as a theatrical popcorn, of True. course, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan. I got a bunch piled up at home. I need to. I need to. I need to get around to eating it while watching these movies. So, uh, and we. Uh, Paul is on vacation, as we alluded to last week. So, Paul, we hope you are having an awesome and many, many good times on your vacation. Uh, and so we have an awesome fill-in today. Uh, joining us today, you may have remember him from a couple episodes he was on this past summer. He has a show here on Grand Forks Best Source. We'll make sure to get some plugs in later on in the show called Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema. You can find every Friday night premiering at 9 o'clock or in the archives on GFBS, wherever you find podcasts. Please welcome, we'll give you a little drum roll, the one and only Icky Ichabod. Hey, how's it going, Grand Forks? You staying weird out there? Oh no no he knows he oh, knows of course. Oh, he, of he course. knows I'm sorry oh no yeah it's it's it's, uh, it's like Victor said he has popcorn for brains yes so, yeah <laughs> sorry about this yeah um, no no you're good how how are you guys doing today I'm doing great thank you tired but you know what I'm I'm here and I'm ready to talk movies so yeah let's get I mean come on let's get in yeah it. so it today is uh now I- Icky last time we had you on we we had you on for our top three animated movies countdown and so we I know I know since Paul's out this week I figured we'd mix things up uh and do another countdown and I know for people that watch weird cinema they know you specialize in uh, besides movies being weird not all of them but a, a good chunk of them are the slasher type films right yes they are so we're doing our top three slasher movies I can't wait to talk all about it here um, yeah it, it's 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 gonna be cool but first uh, we we do have uh, I we do have a, a couple bills to pay here real quick, so I'm just going to cue this up real quick. We're going to give a shout-out to our friends at the Southtown Poorhouse, where every day is a great day. Stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour, where it's buy one app, get one half off every day from 6 to 8 p.m. Can't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursday from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out their website at southtownpoorhousegf.com for the... For when the latest bands are playing, I know this weekend on Friday they have Sushi Roll, and on Saturday they have DJ on the Atomics. I know both those bands have been there a bit, and they always pack Southtown Poorhouse. So make sure to check them out, especially too, uh, anytime now that we got football playoffs going on this weekend, NHL, NBA season are just really in the swing of things. They got all kinds of TVs there where you can check out and watch your favorite games, grab a bite to eat. So check them out. Every day is a great day at the Southtown Poorhouse, located at 2015 Library Circle, Next to the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. If he says that sounds like a good time. Good time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong, as they say. So, all right. So, Victor, I know before we jump into our uh, in, into the top three slasher movies, I know we don't have time, since we want to make sure you have enough time for the countdown here, uh, we're going to do kind of like a mini quick takes or a little blips. You got, I know you said you're getting back in the swing of things, catching up on movies this past week, right? You got a few to talk about? Yeah, I do have a lot to talk about just uh, in the swing of things really quick. Um, I was very, very fortunate to see it. Um, 
I got to see Babylon, which was so incredible. And people said that it was really not that great at the box office. But again, what do critics know? Because they don't even watch the movies. Um, and honestly, they weren't re- people weren't ready for a movie like that. So shout out to Damien Chazelle. And of course, you said, and you were right, I absolutely adore and love the Fablemans. <laughs> that was just... Was that not awesome? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was just like... that. Steven Spielberg had a vision, and his vision still continues. Even when he was a little kid, until he was a teenager, his vision just kept going, and everyone was just, like, trying to get on board, but they weren't ready for it. Steven Spielberg is a genius. He is, and I I have a lot of respect for that man for a lot of reasons. And the, the way they told this story, like, this movie needed to be made in so many ways. And I... I don't know <laughs> why his girlfriend, his girlfriend was just so, just, oh my gosh, for Jesus. Yeah, I they, couldn't believe it. Yeah, they have a very interesting way of uh, of communicating and establishing the relationship. I know he had, and like you said, I know he had a lot of, even when I saw it, I was like, yeah, he, he had a lot of fun you know, doing you know that. Who I think they should make a biopic about? Who? Sam Raimi. They should. He's he's a, he's a nerd, man. Like he's a true nerd. I love Sam Raimi. So I mean, I'm if, sorry for interrupting. No, no. I mean, like that's movies, man. Like you know, there's so many ideas and visions to be made and to do to be heard. So I like biopics. Edward was one of my favorite biopics. Same. I did love Edward. I mean, you got Bill Murray. Got you know, of course. I mean, you can't go wrong with Johnny Depp, of course, and Tim Burton's collaboration as always. But no, I loved, I loved the Fablemans, and I, I think if Steven Spielberg doesn't win an Oscar for that, like he did for Best Director in Saving Private Ryan, I'll sue. But it was a great movie. Uh, I think he did Close Encounters. Yes, he did. He did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was amazing. And, of course, if anyone loves mashed potatoes, clear reference to that movie. If you love mashed potatoes and you love making a literal, like, volcano-ish hill of them like I did when I was a kid, you'll love that. So I, I, mean, I can agree with you on that, Victor. I used to st- stack my mashed potatoes up so high and then just pour little gravy lava all over it. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you got, can't go wrong with the, the gravy lava. So, I mean, come on. You got to make some some sort of references. or st- If you love Steven Spielberg movies, then you got to make a reference to any of them. Well, with, here, here, this is kind of a icky, reference. Um, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to interject. I want to hear, the, hear that story real quick, but it appears your microphone, I got the volume up on it, but it's not picking up. Is this picking up your echo off our mic. So um, I mean, will you be all right switching to that microphone across from here? Sorry about that. So I just want, I just realized, I didn't know if you caught it, Victor, uh, Icky's voice was a little fainter, it seemed like. I, I, did, I did catch a little bit, but I know you were trying to turn it up a little bit. So. Oh, yep, absolutely. And once, I'm sorry about oh, that. Oh, no, that's a, it's all right. Uh, uh, Victor, why don't you go ahead and finish? Uh, before we get Icky's story, i got to get Icky's new camera activated here, and then uh, it will, I want to hear what Icky has to say here. <laughs> Oh, but no, I was just true, true fan of, of, of course, Steven Spielberg for many, many years and even when he first started. And I'm just glad that, you know, he continues to just kill at the box office and just kill in general. I mean, that man's a genius and it's just incredible to see whatever he does as always. So, I mean, what a pleasure that guy. You know, it's like we were talking earlier, Spike Lee, you know, like everything he does is genius, too. Oh, very like. He, he Tarantino was, is another one that's like that, too. Yeah, he is. Too bad they don't like each other. It's too bad Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino, they don't like each other because they work 
they worked together once and then unfortunately it was just not a good it was not a good collaboration plus their their ideas and their you know their schools of film are just too different but hey you know you got to expect that from two titans of the industry who are just controversy in their own way well since i'm weird you know i gotta say another another like uh eclectic director is david lynch I do love David Lynch. Oh, Blue Velvet, man. Like that. I, I saw Eraserhead or parts of it. I didn't get to see the entirety of that movie, and I'm very surprised that how that movie kind of surpassed. Uh, not not in surpassed, and in, in, of course, because it's a great movie, it's just it surpassed a lot of people just because of how good it was, just technical wise and the way that the story was being told. and Man, that guy's just that guy's just up to date. Like, I wish he would continue directing. Honestly, I don't know what he's doing now, but David I actually, Lynch? well, yeah, I know. Actually, no, technically, uh, he's in a movie. I I cannot tell you though because you have to go see it for yourself. Um, but he is in a very incredibly made movie, um, and you have to go see it. So, David uh, Lynch in a cameo. Yes, he is. Oh, nice. And yeah. and but I cannot a recent, tell, a recent film. He is in a recent film, okay. but unfortunately, I cannot tell you. So you oh, have to go fine. see it. That is all well and good. So uh, we covered Babylon and the Fablemans. Yes. Uh, Did you cover Megan? No, and I was just getting into that one too. Megan was really good. I actually talked it over with my boss and friend, Mr. Joe, and, you know, though it was supposed to be made for, of course, those common denominator, which are teenage boys and girls, which is is okay. It's not not bad. You know what? This one actually deserved its PG-13 rating. I really wish it would have gone R because it deserves to go R for number one, and James Wan, considering that he has made some of the most gruesome... uh, of all his horror films, but he produced, he didn't direct this one. So it was pretty just incredible how they did animatronics in this. Is movie. it like ex machina in a way? No, it, it kind of is, but kind of not. Um, this is more instead of ex machina was more extreme and more, more, how do I say it? It was more technologically like, thorough in its way. Not that this one isn't technologically thorough in its way. It's just, this one was more about how society used AI in a way that they shouldn't have used it. But of course, and I'm and I have to say this because it's true. I called it, and James Cameron called it. So I called it, going to know that James Cameron called it on the whole AI was going to try to take over before Terminator came along. So I just, I just got to shout out to James Cameron for calling it. I so, love I love Terminator. The Terminator movies were just awesome. They were, and they still are. Um, and I wish he would have continued directing, but you know James Cameron being the busy man that he is. But did he do Alien, too? He did do Aliens, but he didn't do Alien. Uh, Ridley Scott did one. Uh, he did the second one. And, of course, uh, David Fincher. Fincher yeah, yeah. Three. He was, yeah. That was like his big feature debut, right? It was, yeah. but sadly, it was not uh, what he hoped it to well, be. But wasn't it that wasn't one where he was like held back to go for a PG thirteen on that n- one, right? No, it uh, or, or was, was that an R? I can't remember. It, it, it was an R, but uh, the thing is, uh, to fun fact, everyone, David Fincher was first starting out in the industry with Aliens three. Unfortunately, they were not ready to. Uh, come out yet because they weren't even finished with the script they didn't give him pretty much any help on it they just gave him a script short time window short ex- budget well, yeah, here's, exactly here's, and here's, no one knew what they were doing and so they're like you do something with this and he's like i just got started so how am i gonna do it if you aren't even finished with the script here's kind of a funny fact that i read a- alien versus predator predator was rated r for violence 
and green slime. Oh, gosh. Well, we better change it to red to make sure it's a different color, right? No. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, has there any, any other movies or anything else you want to get out of the way here real quick before we dive into the list here, Victor? No. that I mean, I want to see more. And, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to talk about it with you guys next week because, I mean, I am just really – I'm catching up. So, I mean, like I said, I'm – How excited. many movies do you, would you guess you knocked out since our last recording a week ago? Oh, man. So, I knocked out – Three. I almost could have knocked out four. Um, actually, five, and actually, I could have knocked out six. But unfortunately, um, because of the time and because you know they were all getting kicked out for other movies and other releases, it's kind of it was kind of hard for me to see every bit of them because, like I said, the time is what really kills. Good to be back at the movies though after taking a little break. Yes, uh, it was so like it made me want it, it. It's dreams. That's all. That's all it is. As Steven Spielberg's mother said, you know, movies are dreams, and they certainly. Put me to dream. Well, you know, you know, I try to be like the Joe Bob Briggs of Grand Forks myself. Oh yeah, Joe Bob Briggs, and he's still he's still around on a streaming service, right? Shutter, yeah, Shutter, right? He does like the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Now, the way I remember Joe Bob Briggs, the way he used to, because he used to be on was it TNT, right? TNT Monster Vision. Before that, he was on uh, Turner Classic Movies, and like they would kind of cut to him coming in and out of commercial breaks or so, with like a little fun fact or tidbit about the movie, right? Yeah, or maybe a a cast member from the film or something like that. Yeah, gosh, yeah, he had quite a run back then, and it's great to see that he's still. How often does he? do a new shutter movie like every month or so or every, every couple every week i think i think it's a weekly thing mm. okay cool so i mean that that's a great segue to get us into because a lot of those movies are were like the slasher or horror or spooky variety. monster vision yeah. yes so i guess that's a great segue for us to jump right into our list here so top three slasher films uh this is gonna be i i got a feeling we're gonna so a, a small spoiler i already know what Icky and Victor picked so I could get them in the show notes and I got little pictures that'll pop up like we did for our animation movie so people can see the poster in the background on the who are watching the video if they're not familiar. So I got a feeling we'll get a good variety of films here. I'll and because I've only really got into slasher and scary movies like the last five years or so. It took me so long to get over spooky movies and uh, I like I like gore gore films myself yeah. more than I like slasher films, which uh, is why I chose some of the things I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like more slasher movies. I mean, I could finally kind of get into, like, legit scare movies. I never mm. thought I would like The Conjuring or get into that because I always heard that set a new bar, and I finally got into that a few years ago. You took the bar? Really? You're a lawyer now? You know it. You know it. I passed it three times over. <laughs> Just I, I did it uh, uh, Leo DiCaprio style, legit. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, so... And, and I know, obviously, Icky, you got the Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, so you got a huge scope of uh, movies you've seen over well, the year. They're they're kind of my uh, your forte, my forte. Yeah. Would you say between uh, for both of you, just a random guess off the top of your head, rough estimate, how many slasher uh, horror films have you seen? Would you say many, many hundreds each? Probably, I would say yeah, in the hundreds because just just for for that sake alone. Um, but there's so much in in horror. There's a lot of uh, of genres in horror. Well, so it's kind of hard to you know just go from one to a hundred. And yeah, it is a hundred. But it's just there's so many. I like you know this. This may seem bad, but I I kind of like exploitation films in a way, especially when they're really violent. Yeah, same. And you and you have to expect that with violence, especially because it's telling in a way like and i love horror just because of that especially the exploitation ones because it's showing that violence of society 
is just it's throwing it in your face. It, it, it talks about morality yeah. in a sense and mortality in a sense too. Well, and and that's why I loved in the '90s, of course, when when Wes Craven came to play. And though a lot of people say, "Oh, it's not a slasher film," yes, it is. Scream is a slasher film, oh, and yeah. it is making fun of slasher and, and films. It, and it kind of brought slasher films back yes. after a, a big hiatus. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only, well, it was making fun of slasher films, but it also was loving slasher films. And like you, like Dale said, or it, it's pretty much showing that not only are they good, but they were coming back in such a new form of way. Plus, also the Columbine incident. I mean, that was such oh, a yeah, big they thing. Took, from like the late 80s till about, yeah, the mid to late 90s, they were, yeah. they were on a down. Can I say something about slasher? films yeah sure um you know like in the 70s and 80s there was that whole troll of slasher films that were just copying like friday the 13th oh, yeah. and all that there's this whole trope and they thought they got too violent so they started adding humor to them that's the reason why we have freddy krueger that's the reason why we have chucky oh know? yeah kind of give them their own mascot kind of give them their own mascot but they're, they're, they're diluting the, the actual violence with humor yeah but then they weren't then they kind of, I, I, I'm sorry to say, but then they kind of failed because when they gave them these mascots of, of horror, it became something of a double-edged sword because, I mean, you look at Chucky and he's just this this man who was a criminal, then he transferred his soul into a doll who was a demented doll and tries to kill everybody with a butcher knife, and then you have Freddy Krueger. So, I'm, so. I'm, glad you, I'm glad we mentioned mascots for so many of these franchises like Chucky. I forgot I had an image, a collage of all the various slasher film, uh. quote-unquote, mascots. So you can see a, 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 a huge variety of pinups and posters. Oh, I see the Zuni, the Zuni doll oh. from uh, See the Trilogy It Clown, so many here. So I'm, I'm having, I got oh, a good really feeling good. some of these will be on our list. So uh, Icky, you're our guest. Uh, why don't we start off our countdown with you? Kind of like last time, we'll just kind of rotate uh, after each pick. So what's your number three all-time slasher? My number three all-time favorite slasher film is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. There you go. And the original one, right? The original, yes. Not the the remake, even though Ermy or uh, what's his name? Uh, The the guy goes, Lottie Daw a lot. You know, he's a... a, Drill Sergeant a lot. Oh, Arlie Hammer. Uh, Yeah, not Arlie Hammer. Yeah, Arlie Hammer. He... uh, not Arlie Hammer, dang it. Uh, Emery. Uh, I, I can't even remember his name. I know his name, obviously, uh, but his his name sounds like Arlie Hammer, but it's not. Uh, I'm thinking you're, you're thinking of Army Hammer, but I'm like, wait a second, no, he was not, around not, back then? No, not, Ar- not Army Hammer, not not him. Uh, his his name well, is... His while you're answer. thinking of him, I, I kind of want to hear what Iki has to say what, what this, how, what, about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original it's major just list. the ultimate slasher film. It's probably one of the first slasher films. Um, Toby Hooper, great director. Uh, Gunnar Hansen plays Leatherface. It's about a bunch of kids who are going across Texas to go, go see a house, and they pick up a hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker is just crazy. He's... I remember hearing so many good things about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's just massacre. crazy. He... You know, cuts one of the guy's arms open, and they they throw him out of the vehicle, and he kind of... Now, the new one is kind of like more of a slasher. This original, would you say, is a slasher, too, or has elements of horror also? It has elements of horror also, but... And, you know, when they they get to the house, they're, they're, like, ambushed by this cannibalistic family. The Sawyers, if I remember right, was the name. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and yeah, he is correct on that. So yeah, or Texas it, Chainsaw Massacre, the original, which, which made about like four or five different sequels and a remake and a prequel. Yeah, and, it seems like they're coming out with either like a spinoff or a remake or a long lost like. What was the last one? Like a few years Leatherface, back? Leatherface, like, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, Leatherface was like the last of them. And then after that, it was kind of like, you know. A Michael, reboot. Yeah, and then Michael Bay produced one for, of course, Sims. You know, Michael Bay, Bay, really? The Transformers, dude? Yeah, he, produ- he produced one. He produced, he produced a, a... Yeah, he produced Texas Chainsaw wow. Massacre. That was with Jessica Biel when she was... Her career was kind of going through a, you know, not downward spiral, but more of like a... You know, was that uh, like sideways. late two thousands or twenty ten? That was in early ish two thousands. So okay. not 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 early early, but uh, it was it was still when she was you know she had grown up. She had already been done with Seventh Heaven, and she's already gone through Blade Trinity, and then she was you know her career was really weird at that time. So that's why. But yeah, Toby Hooper did a great job with this film. I think he made a movie called Earth Girls Are Easy or something like that. Also. I did. I love that movie. And there was, was that a, Toby Hooper. No. Oh wait, no. That was. Oh, I forget his name. But he he was an not an unknown. Well, he's a pretty unknown director. But no, that wasn't Toby Hooper. That was. I forget who that was. He made an alien film though of some sort. I yes, can't he, remember what it was called. Yeah, I know he did make an alien film, but no, yeah. that wasn't. No, that wasn't Earth Girls Are Easy. That though it was a good movie. If you ever see that, forgot. I also want to mention too, if any. Anyone's watching? I see we got some people watching on the live stream. If you want to make sure to comment too with your favorite horror films, favorite slasher films, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, make sure to mention the live chat. We are live on the Grand Forks Best Source channels on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook, uh, or you could call or text in your questions or comments 701-213-0863. All right, Victor, what is your number three pick? My number three pick, and I. Is uh, of course I gotta go with a classic, which is Friday the Thirteenth. Um, and of course, real quick before I go into it, uh, it's Arlie Hermy, not Arlie Hammer, uh, Hammer, not Arlie Hammer. Uh, although his name sounds weird, so just a quick for uh, that one. So it's Arlie Hermy, who is a very good actor, and of course was very scary in, of course, Full Metal Jacket and the reboot of, of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but anywho, uh, it is Friday the Thirteenth, and of course it was the original one that started it all and i have to say jason got brutal of course in his now first first not well not first technically considering that his mother first started out uh, instead of him so fun fact everyone uh jason did not start out first it was his mother and his mother was just as scary as she could be with a bowie knife the hockey mask wasn't even in the first one no and that was that was was until the third film actually that's right she he didn't come in until the sequels so that was really scary sean s cunningham did a great job with this movie she he oh truly and honestly i have to say i have to say his mother was just his mother is just as scary as he was. Tom so. Savini's makeup was great in this movie, too. It, it was. And the fact that they had enough time to do what they had to do. And like I said, not like time just kills everything. But when when you make time to do everything, they just there was just so many hits and perfect, you know, just just everything. The to remake this of this movie sucked. The they tried to put three movies into one movie. Oh, the, they tried to cram a few Friday the 13th into one? The remake, it just... I love the fact that he was there. It just, yeah, they tried to put so much effort and 
putting all these movies together and making it scary and it wasn't scary. It just became somewhat of a joke. But then I love Jason just because that guy just doesn't stop. He, he doesn't die. He doesn't do anything. Oh, yeah. He just keeps on going, even though you throw so He's much He's the Energizer Bunny, Even basically. in space, he still goes. <laughs> exactly. And what better way to say that any, any like dude who can throw a woman's face in liquid nitrogen then take it and smash it like it was just nothing but it just... Uh, Glass. The only the only person I gotta say that 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 is is as good as Jason is Michael Myers. Yeah. Oh hey, gosh. That that guy don't stop either. So yeah. I mean, but, I, and I know they're gonna make another one of him. So yeah, just was, be prepared. Those are some of the icons they, the, the, of the genre. Then we may we we may or may not see them later on the list. I see we also got a shout out from Steve in the chat saying Jason Halloween Terrifier Creepshow Two Chucky Freddy and Leatherface for some of his favorite. Mascots yeah. and films of the of the slasher film genre. So very like, good genres. Oh, so those are those are excellent picks. Very, very, very good. I agree too. Yeah, we may may or may not see them later in the list here. So yeah, I I'm all aboard your picks. You can't go wrong with the original Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, and right. a lot of them. Those are those early ones. Mm. And it's Friday the Thirteenth on Friday too. Right. True. Just hope Jason doesn't come visit yeah, us this, here. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hopefully he's in New York City, just cra- kicking the crap out of bad people. So Jason takes Manhattan, right? Yes, we did oh, that film absolutely. on Nick Ichabod's Weird Cinema. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good reference point, Iggy. For some of the movies we cover, there's a good chance they may or may not have been a theme or the topic for one of your past episodes. So we gotta make sure to plug those too. Okay. Yeah. So they Jason takes Manhattan uh, on. An episode of Weird Cinema from that was like last summer or so, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look that up in the GFBS archives on YouTube or uh, Podbean or your favorite podcast app. All right. So my number three pick, like I said, I've, I've only really started coming around on the genre like about the last five years. So I don't got the same uh, breadth of experience and seen many, many hundreds of films like like both of you. So I've probably only seen maybe maybe a hundred slasher slash horror films in the last five years or so. So. But one that made a strong impression on me was uh, uh, kind of like a greatest hits of the genre. Same, almost same time frame as you, Victor. I am going with, I'm going to put it on the screen here. So here we go. Slumber Party Massacre. As we oh, said about the whole man. trove of slasher films yeah. that came out after Friday the 13th, this was one of them. Yeah. God, man, I remember, sl- I remember watching Isn't it that. the one where he like, kills the... With the, the drill, with the big drill. Yep, yeah. the big drill was. It seems like we talk about a lot of these. Uh, the main villain antagonist of these slasher films having being a mascot. A lot of these mascots have like a signature weapon. You know, be a Jason with the chainsaw or hockey mask, and now Chucky it, with the voodoo knife, especially in the first movie. Exactly, and or of course Freddy with the you know knives or fingers. And here we have Slumber Party Massacre, where <laughs> this guy. He he escaped like I think it was a insane asylum or something yeah. like that at the beginning of the movie and he he just has this maniacal drill. Is this the remake or is this the original? I think the poster. I was trying to find a poster of the original and I couldn't. But uh, so but that I think it's almost like an homage. It looks like to, to the original movie. Well, you it know, looks you know, like there was a movie like that uh, called My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. And the ori- the original one. Now the new ones did. I liked them just because of you know the mask and of course the pickaxe, of course, and they got that right. Uh, but the original one was more frightening than ever before. So it's like Fright Night. The original was more frightening than the remake. Yeah. Slumber, slumber. I did like the remake because it was more you know graphic and the vampirist. Sorry, Dale. Um, just but yeah, I loved I loved Friday. I don't like rehash things personally. I'm not trying to be rude to you. Oh no, no, and that's fine. You I, know, don't, I don't like remakes a lot. Um, hey, you're they not have to alone. Really blow 
blow it out as a park hey, in order for me. You're not alone in that department. It, it it takes a lot to convince me of remakes. And if you're if you really loved what the original did for it, believe me. So you're not alone in that department. It it takes a lot for for me to warm up to remakes because I love you know Fright Night and they did a good job of with the vampirousness of uh, just making it scary as well as making it more gory um, but the more I liked the original just because I loved the cat and mouse between Jerry and of course you know uh, the young little boy who tried to you know mess with him and say you don't mess with me man I live next door to you <laughs> but yeah just real quick on Slumber Party Massacre this this movie it is super cornball, super cheesy, over the top, it but is. by design. Like yes. the uh, the movie tells you what it is with the title: a bunch of teenage girls in high school just throwing a slumber party, and this guy just happens to be in their crosshairs. And just the way he just obliterates all these poor hapless teenage uh, girls. They hold nothing back in 1982. Well, and yeah, yeah, it's a very very dumb dumb fun for this genre for those style kills. Just the way he goes at it is like, all right, now how is he going to get? And then they they got like this main core cast of like five or six girls, but then Throughout the movie, almost nonstop to the very end, they sprinkle in like these random side yeah. characters and like, oh, yep, remember this character from the the beginning of the movie who's only in it for like the first five minutes and you don't see until like the last five minutes? Well, we're going to put her back in just to have her get killed off. And just the way they get creative with it throughout. That's I watched this on a, on a fun stream and that's why I would rank it. Uh, super super high. I yeah, just super. I know there's a bunch of sequels and they kind of get progressively worse. I haven't seen the remake though. So what what what's your guys' take? Is on this it? kind of like a schlock film, like in the order of Doctor Giggles or something like that? What would you say, Victor? You probably have a more proper analysis of it. I wouldn't it. call it a schlock film. It was more... It, it reminds me of just like of a slasher movie. Like, it, you know, it, how, like Halloween, how they gradually kill off all the victims. It's not yeah, comedic, it's, though, is it? I wouldn't say... There I wouldn't are say comedic elements. Yeah, there's comedic elements. That's but what I meant by more, schlock. Yeah, and, and I know what you meant by that. But, like, there's... Yeah, there's no... It's not like they're intentionally going for jokes nonstop, like no, a comedy like, movie. No, they're... they're but, but like Dale said, it is it is extremely corny. And it's, it's supposed to be the 80s like i said uh, they threw a lot out there because again you know they were trying to compete with all these franchises and you know all these big name you know horror icons so i mean it's kind of hard to to live up to them and you know but you got to give you know a little bit of cheesiness so but no i know what you meant by schlock it, there was no there was comedy i want to say there's like yeah, there's, oh like two percent of comedy oh, they spr- they sprinkle it in there throughout it, with the way they get with the, with it's the, not like doctor giggles though where every every no. kill is a joke no not no, yeah. not not like not to that extent no, no yeah but but schlock is pretty funny so i'll say that all right icky let's throw it back to you your number 2 pick uh blood feast 2 all you can eat I think mm. I, I found a f- poster for the first Blood Feast there, so I, I think I, I miss um, I misheard you from from your from your list when you texted it to me. So. It's about basically a caterer who's uh, gets um, brainwashed by this Ishtar. Ishtar is a uh, Egyptian goddess, and he he must make a blood feast for her. And he's working on a uh, wedding dinner at the same time, and bridesmaids just miraculously become missing. So. You okay. can kind of put two and two together. And this is another, like, early one from the genre, right? like, 70s or so about, no, right? No, no, Blood Feast 2 came out, like, in 2000. Oh, two th- oh way the after original the original. Blood Feast was, like, 
1963. It was by, by a guy named uh, George, uh, Gordon Herschel Lewis. Oh, I remember Gordon Herschel And he, he was uh, one of the uh, godfather. He was the godfather of gore, basically, mm. Phelps. And he made other movies like The Wizard of Gore mm. and Blood Feast. And so the, for Blood Feast 2, even though it's like a few decades later, does it actually take place after the first movie? or is It's it- his third grandson who takes over Fwad, I think is how you say his name, Fwad Ramses. So the films do follow the same canon and all. Yeah. Okay. The Ishtar God and making the blood feast for the Ishtar God. So you said this was like in the 2000s then. What, 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 what stood about it? Stood out about it the most to you to make it? It was just really gory. Gory? It was gory and funny at the same time because he's a caterer, but he, he, he finds his book in, in his, uh, in his uh, grandfather's um, thing after he gets hypnotized by the Ishtar, and it's it's called To Serve Man. <laughs> and it's basically all these recipes you can make with human meat. All these fun puns. And it's kind of funny because there was a, a band out in the in 2000, some called Cat, Cattle Decapitation, who made a record called To Serve Man, which is funny. Oh, oh man. Well, there you go. It all comes full circle. All right. Victor, let's hear your number two. My number two, of course, ha- I and I gotta give it another, you know, horror icon, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I loved seeing it. I now I was not born in the eighties. Uh, I was born in the ni- early nineties. But of course, the eighties had such great icons that I gotta give it up to Freddy Krueger, despite how demented that man was. Uh, truly, I I love the glove, man. Like just the glove made. Did you like the this. new glove and and fr- the new nightmare? I did. I liked it. That it was more razor sharp, and that you know, of course, when when he went down that hall, that classic hallway of nightmares he just put it on the pipes and just they just sparked and that that made me happy i love jack hero haley very fantastic actor um and fun fact um it was actually johnny depp and both of them are not only great friends, but he recommended, he's like, you got to get Jack Earl Haley to play F- Freddy Krueger. He's not only a great actor, he's a great friend of mine, and I know he's going to kill it. Now, the remake, like I said, um, like Hickey, I do, you got to warm me up with remakes, you know. And if you have a lot of respect for, of course, the original, I, I gratefully will go see it. I'll still see it as a result, but, um, you know, remakes are pretty hard, you know. And, of course, you're trying to live up to the original, and it becomes very hard. But oh my gosh, I mean the the original man it knocked it out of the park, and of course, uh, Mister Man, this this guy just doesn't hold back at all. I like Robert England. Robert yeah, England will always right. be Freddy Krueger. Yeah, me. Robert England, man, he still continues to to be a part of that franchise, and I respect. He was him actually in two thousand one Maniacs by Herschel Gordon Lewis. He was, and he was <laughs> he was in his. I, I know Icky on Weird Cinema. We covered New Nightmare, and that was yeah. so much fun. How it, I think it kind of broke the fourth wall a lot earlier than how it's popular with movies in, in recent years uh, yeah. for being doing the whole meta yeah. aspect yeah. for horror. That was really, really cool when we well, covered that. It's kind of funny because I, I was watching the, uh, the, the credits to New Nightmare and it said Freddy Krueger as himself. Yeah. I mean, Robert, I mean, there's no question. Robert England, he is Freddy Krueger. And the fact that he has done it for so many years and still continues to be resent, like, just represent that character. There was I mean, a joke. Man. There was a joke in, uh, in Family Guy where Tom Tucker got, was originally going to get the part of Freddy Krueger. Huh. And his, 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 uh, agent said, no, you don't want that. And he goes, oh, a guy named Robert England got the job. 
Yeah, and I knew, and I knew that you, of course you would bring because <laughs> like Mr. Icky Ikebog, Family Guy. I love me some Family Guy, and any reference to that show, I mean, I I just love it. <laughs> well, he, he okay, also, you, you that's you guys both keep up with the latest and greatest from Family Guy. Now the the new ones have become, of course, you know, more more meta than they than they should be. I mean, I like I like them that that they are meta, but of course, you know, I I like a little bit of teasing with my references just because I I know when they did. Uh, a reference, of course, to uh, any horror films, of course, like Jason. Uh, he's just going through the park, and of course, he's just like, "Oh, oh, they're they're dead already." All right. <laughs> I like I like, I like the one where they find out that Tom Tucker played uh, Michael Myers in Halloween Four. Yes. <laughs> well, one of these days, me down the line, I'll have to get caught up on my fa- on Family Guy. Uh, it take a while, and we could do like a big old Family Guy special, like top episodes or something. I don't think like. Paul would like that. Yeah. Paul doesn't like Family Guy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I, I, I kind of fell off it many years ago, but I'll, I still Dude, try to catch like a couple episodes. I'm a year. sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent here. Just, just, just do it to piss Paul off. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> just, no. I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't piss Paul off. Just, just in a fun way, just to tease him. So. Oh yeah, Family Guy nonstop. Big episode spectacular of big screens. No. <laughs> All right. So I will kick. We, we kind of for my number two pick. We alluded to it a little earlier. At least the first movie. So for me, I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. Aliens versus Predator to Requiem. Oh, yeah. I, ah, I now, the first, I'm with you guys. Uh, first Alien versus Predator movie, absolutely hated it. It was uh, PG 13. You could tell they, they held a lot back. The yeah. theater, they tried to do what they could, mm-hmm. but you can only get, especially with Alien and Predator, two acclaimed R rated franchises. Yeah. And, and the theaters are like, well, we want to appeal to many mainstream as possible. We're at PG 13. Dial it all down. It it was critically panned. I yeah. didn't like the movie Predators personally, or that oh, one. Oh, where, that new Predator. Oh, Rob, Robert Rodriguez's Predators. Where they where they put all the people on the planet. Yeah, and that they was, hunt them. Yeah, that was Robert Rodriguez's uh, picture. Ro- and he, that was Robert Rodriguez, really. Yeah, Tarantino. Guy? No, yeah, that was him, and he he did a fantastic job. I I loved that they uh, they at least made it gory, of course, and I love the fact that he does. Uh, fun fact: he does own a uh, creature shop himself, on, and it is on Netflix. Uh, if you want to go check that out, because I want to still watch the rest of the episodes. But um, yeah, he did that movie. Um, and it was really good. He he really did a good job on that movie. Just because I love the fact of strangers going on this island, they can't escape, and you know because that's what I love about Predator. He only chooses warriors that are worthy of his time. Kind of sounds effort. like um, Odinism in a way. Yeah, and ex- exactly the word Odinism in a way. Just if you are it, worthy enough, you're, if you're worthy to be yeah, a warrior worthy, and fight yep. the predator, you're basically worthy to get into Valhalla. Basically, oh, oh absolutely. And which, which I'm using as a metaphor, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's a mythological no. metaphor. Yes, and that's why I got you with the Odinisms. I was like, yeah, he is. He is correct on that. It is if you are worthy enough to be on his island and to you know be a worthy warrior to fight him, then he will fight you. Then. All right, Icky, we built it up to it. Your number one pick, number one slasher film of all time. We'll give you a little drum roll. What do you, what do you got, your number one? I was stating it a few weeks ago, and it was on my show, Sleepaway Camp. Ah, I love Sleepaway Camp. 1983. First of many of movies in the series, but you said the first is your favorite, right? Yes. Yeah, so what, what, what makes it your number one film? I just like it. It's just a good horror movie. 
Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Very messed up though. Just like I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for the, the girl in Sleepaway Camp. But so it's. I, it, I gotta take this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if if you guys want to know more about Sleepaway Camp, uh, Icky reviewed it on his show just a couple weeks ago. So if you go into the GFBS archives on YouTube or on podcast apps uh, from like two or three weeks back, you can find that episode where uh, Icky went. Uh, Icky and myself, we, we talked a lot about Sleepaway Camp. So okay. Yeah, so people can find or any just quick quick bits from uh, Sleepaway Camp you want to shout out here? You have to see here? the show. <laughs> have to see the show, yep. All right, well said. All right, Victor, your number one pick. We'll give you a little drum roll. Well, I love this movie, and I love the remake of it, and they did such a great job. It is Candyman. Oh, I love Candyman. Uh. And that's that's another one that yes. you cover that Icky you covered on on your show also right the original did, and the remake I think I right did, I did yeah. cover them both I like how they made like it in mythology and to Tahini Green or to you're right Tahini Green yep. Tahini Green uh, Candyman actually became an actual mythology around it, there where they filmed the movie it is and it is based on a short story written by the great Mr. Clyde Barker it's called The Unforgiven yes and it was by Mr. Clyde Barker who of course talked about this man he was a slave and he of course uh, would pay, uh, he painted portraits throughout the years uh, to these rich white families and of course one family he did for he caught the eye of a virginal and beautiful woman and of course he could not escape her gaze so of course he had a relations with her they find out about it um and of course she told her dad and they were just not happy with him so of course they captured him they cut off his hand stuck a hook in it they poured honey all over his body and let the bees take care of him and of course uh like of course, uh, Mr. Ikebot over here, of course, gave a metaphor to Odinism. This is another metaphor, of course, of slavery. So, um, of course, he comes, the only time that this evil entity, which I don't, I really don't think he's evil, honestly. No, he's I more don't. of an avenging angel. He comes only, he comes back if, because people remember his name. So, of course, people, of course, you know the legend, ladies and gentlemen, stand in front of a mirror, say his name five times, and of course, he will appear. I am I'm the whisper in the classroom. Exactly. Be my victim. I always get Candyman and Beetlejuice mixed up because it's five times for Candyman. Yeah, three, three times. times for Beetlejuice. Yep. Yeah, so. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Very well done. I'll give you a little plot. Yes, yes. Good stuff. So what, what about the legacy for Candyman, would you say, that makes it your number one? I just, I love the, I love the story of him and the, the legend of him and how, how deep the mythology goes with him because it, this was more... I, I would think this goes beyond slasher films just because this was more about the, the the social commentary that went into this film. It was not just about just slash slasher horror kind of type. It was about a man who was wrong, uh, not just uh, – with social justice, but a, just a man who was, you know, he, he just painted portraits I and like, he just did a lot of things for people. And these people, of course, because he was in love with this woman who he wasn't supposed to be in love with, they just outright just killed him and, and just berated him. And then years later, this lady played by Vir, uh, Virginia Madison, I love her, she, of course, goes back into the legend and she goes to this neighborhood uh, and they don't want her there. And of course, it's like in the remake, it's different now. 
like, of course, this this young the black remake, man. It isn't a remake, though. It's more of a sequel because... I would say, it, yeah, it's more of a sequel than a remake. But then they, of course, want... I say remake for the sake of, of course, people who say, oh, well, it's it's not a sequel. It's a remake. Is well, it kind of like not official that it's a remake or a sequel? It, it goes back and forth. In, and, it, you know, of course, you know... Me and Nikki, we of course we know it's a sequel, but a lot of people say it's not a sequel, um, just because uh, if you watch the rest of the Candyman films, of course, uh, you'll understand why it is a sequel. Of for that reason, um, just be, but they call it a remake for. for does it take place year. like so many years later? It does. It actually does, and and One I love this franchise because like it many follows. years later, it does follow. Like One the, of the characters is a major character in the original. Yes. and So is it like 20, 30 years later about? It does, and and I didn't think they would follow, but it, it actually is, and I, I couldn't believe when they made, the of course, the new movie that they would follow this guy, you know, after so many years. And like I said, when you see the movie and you think, oh, okay, they they actually followed the formula. They didn't go off script. They just literally followed the dude and what it actually was about, why he was the way he was. And, of course, I love Tony Todd. Like, that dude is just I, scary. I liked him in uh, Final Destination. I also liked him in the remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead. I did love that. I loved him in that. He just, of course, he's just a scary, scary man. Tony Todd, I heard, is a really nice guy, though. Apparently, in Candyman... He was paid like a thousand dollars for every bee sting he got because he he wanted them to use real bees. Yes, and apparently they, he got stung by a bee thirty times, so he yes. got like thirty thousand dollars. Yes, yes, wow. he did. He got thirty thousand dollars. Made out huge. Well, hey, you couldn't fake. I mean, any scene that you you see him in, you couldn't fake bees. So I mean, it was kind of hard to fake it back in the day. So I mean, I imagine back then he wanted to just he didn't want to disgrace the movie. He wanted to go be true to form. <laughs> that is very true. And like, you know, and also uh, fun fact again, uh, this was actually, of course, because a lot of black people, if you all haven't noticed in horror movies, they die very, very quickly. Which, and, you know, I believe I believe we shouldn't be racist or anything in these movies. True. But one of the things about horror is it's supposed to make you, you know, get into that fight or flight mode you know it's it's well it's supposed to, horror is about pushing boundaries it is and of course as the great scarecrow said if batman fear is a great motivator and it makes you do things that you wouldn't think you would do so i like the scarecrow actually he's my favorite batman villain same <laughs> I, scarecrow oh, besides man. killer croc and many others so yeah scare, uh, that is a good villain. i don't know. i always liked him more than the animated cartoon more just growing up with that but yeah he's really good in the movies too all right. Well, I'm going to wrap things up with my number one pick here. And this is, uh, for some reason, this really stood out to me over the years. It is, I'm going to throw it up on screen, the Final Destination, the 3D version, a.k.a. Final Destination 4. Mm. And, you know, I, I wasn't too big on the 3D movie craze. And I don't know, this may be a little bit of a cheat putting it in the slasher movie genre, but I always kind of consider the Final Destination movies like that because they're even though they're not getting killed off by an actual villain, for se, or per se, it, it, they, they are getting picked off one by one, yeah. like in a slasher movie. Well, Tony Todd plays the mortuary assistant in this movie. He does. And it's just, it's more that I, 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 I didn't get into Final Destination when I first, when I first watched it, I was like, yes, death is the main villain in it. It's, it's not just, yeah, like Dale said, it's not any villain or anything. It's just entity an entity yeah. that's really like coming to get you. They kind of allude to it being this uh, mysterious force. You can't cheat death or the grim reaper. And, Very true. and just yet, yeah, just, you, can, you go in there just to see. It, it is kind of like a, almost like a borderline comedy, even though they're all that they're acting really serious and yes. oh, but you, 
in the back of your mind, you're like, all right, let's see how creative, see how fun they get with, and just seeing how some, some final destinations are weaker than others. But for the most part, I like, I, I like them all pretty, pretty equally here. But the 3D one really stood out the most to me because they had fun with 3D. Yes. A did. lot of other movies. Friday have, the 13th part three was in 3D, if I remember right. Now, I'll, Lo- yeah, I'll, a lot of 3D movies, you could tell like, okay, they, they kind of intentionally shoehorned in these 3D scenes that take you out of the movie, suspend your disbelief. But for Final Destination, for the the fourth film here, it's all part of the ride, the roller coaster they take you on. And I just absolutely ate it up. It's where, like, early on in the movie, I'm like, now this is how you do 3D. But uh, You're talking about all about the ride. Uh, if you want to see something all about the ride, check out my show on Donnie Darko on Weird, Weird, uh, Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema. Love that movie. And it, it truly, that, if you, if you want to go, not only in the fact of horror, time travel, uh, slash, just, re- just absolutely mind-bending, psychological, uh, just thrillers, Donnie Darko, man, what a, what a movie that is. And of course, I love... Uh, the, the, not only the soundtrack was amazing, just the, the song, of course, uh, Mad Mad World. Uh, Gary a, Jules. Oh, yes. absolutely. A perfect ending to that movie. And just. The, I'm sorry for getting us off. Oh, it's all good. No, it was all fun. That's why I, I wanted to bring you on here, Icky. And, and Victor, both of you guys are experts in the genre. You know your stuff. And so it was just great picking both of your guys' brains and just hearing you guys talk shop and just with all the many, many just actors hope, and directors you guys know in the genre there. Just, just so many references. Just hope we're not the shop from Lawnmower Man. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Lawnmower what a, Man. What a movie that was. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Those are our top three slasher movies. And I saw Steve shed some light on some of his favorite movies in the chat. Anyone else watching? We want some recommendations or just to get your picks for your favorite slasher movies. So, yeah. But uh, just want to give a quick shout out here next to an uh, event we got coming up for GFBS. This Saturday, we're going to be talking all about covering the uh, annual Buzz Run, the Vintage Snowmobile Show in Reynolds, North Dakota. It's January 14th. This Saturday, GFBS, the last couple of years, we've been covering the event where we'll be interviewing snowmobile riders. We'll be kind of driving alongside the snowmobile riders. They do a trek from Reynolds to Thompson, doing a little play-by-play. Uh, they'll be do- doing a bunch of awards there, too, judging the snowmobiles and also a loudest pipe contest. We did some coverage on that last year. It was a lot of fun to cover and just yeah, just be there. It's something fun to do outdoors in winter, and you want to make sure to check it out. The, the annual buzz run going on in Reynolds at the Beehive, that's where it all starts off, and they'll be there on and off throughout the day. Either be there to check it out in person, and they you can still. I think there still is time to register. It's a ten dollar entry fee if you go to find the Buzz Run on Facebook, and make sure to check it out for more information. Or just tune in to our coverage on Grand Fork's Best Source this Saturday, January fourteenth, the annual Buzz Run. All right. Also, want to give a quick heads up to help support gfbs by checking out the donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website or leaving gfbs a review on google or your favorite podcast app those are both awesome ways to help support gfbs we thank you all for joining us live and making you part of your making us part of your day and thank you for your support all right so next up we are going to talk about uh just kind of give a quick preview for a few uh highlighted selections hitting the theaters and and the streaming services this week. So if any of you know anything about these movies, our quest is just just jump on in here. So hitting Netflix this week is Ginny and Georgia 2. 
It it portrays Jenny Mil Jenny Miller portrayed uh, played by Antonia Gentry discovered that her mother Georgia might have actually killed her husband at the end of season one, and now that knowledge is threatening to tear this previously loving duo apart. So mm. I, I'm not familiar with the show, but from what I looked into it, it sounded like the first season took off pretty well there. So new season out right now on Netflix. Mm. All right, next up on Amazon Prime Videos, the movie The Rig. Stars Emily Hampshire, Ian Glenn, Mark Adam, Owen Teal, and Calvin Dembas, all who play workers who become trapped on an oil rig with no communication with the mainland. They're forced to survive with one another while also struggling to survive amid a, amidst a supernatural mist that engulfs them. Now, well, if sounds I sounds like the mist. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it actually does sound like the mist. Vic, Victor, Icky, you guys recognize many of those actors at all from the genre? I do, um, I, but I do, um, it's been a long time since I've seen them in, in, in anything because, like I said, this was a long, long time ago that I've, I remember, I remember Emily Hampshire. Um, oh, what was she in? Uh, she, she, her career, again, careers go like, you know, they're like tuning forks, you they know. They go in cycles. I think. I think they're like tuning forks because it's like when you, bing, you know, you, you keep going and you keep going and then it just ends. And it's like, oh, do you fall out of love? No, you just fall out of well, favor. Well, some people so. are just, you know, like comprised of one role their whole career, like uh, Donald Pleasance was. Some, yeah. So Donald Pleasance, I believe, could have gone further. Yeah, they didn't, you know, shoehorn him into... Dr. Loomis. Well, just not only shoehorn him in Dr. Loomis, but I feel like they just, they made him feel like he, they boxed him, which I think was very underrated because I know he could have played a lot more roles than just that. All right. Now, just a couple last ones to go over here. Um, Walking Dead season 11 is on Netflix this season. So if you missed the last season of the show, uh, you can now stream it all, binge it all on Netflix. Icky's be, not a Walking Dead fan. No Walking be, Dead. To, to be fair, they should have, uh, guys, and I, and I say this with all all forms of, of love, but also with respect as well to Walking Dead, because I love Walking Dead, as I love the graphic novels. Why don't you all just finish up the series on television, and then you could put them all on Netflix? You don't have to put every... Because they do this all the time, and they did this with Shameless. You could have just put each of them on when you were done with that season, because we didn't have to wait for every season when you were finishing it all up when you were filming it, you could have just filmed it all on television and then done. Oh, they just, it wasn't just the last season they put on Netflix. They just put the whole series on Netflix. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could have just put the whole series on when they were done filming every season that they were doing, because even with game of Thrones, you, you would have to wait each like year because it took like years to make, you know, shows as well as, you know, movies, especially to do it. So why don't you just wait to do it? everything and then you could just put them all on the entire you know netflix that can which i was really surprised about because well yeah it's 11 seasons so yeah that takes a long time it was a quite a run i, I had a friend who was really obsessed with daryl dixon i don't blame him i i love daryl daryl's badass right. two noteworthy th movies hitting theaters this friday this first one's called operation fortune ruse de guerre and it has an M16 agent, Orson Fortune, and his team of agents. They're some of the best in the world, but in order to stop a deadly new weapons technology from upsetting the balance of power, they will have to recruit a new member, one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars. Yes! Guy Ritchie, dude. I love Guy Ritchie. He, he directs... I like Guy Rolf better. <laughs> Guy Ritchie directs and starring Gosh. Josh Hartnett, Gosh. Jason Statham, and Carrie 
Ewers? Ewers? I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's it's L. It, well, it's Ewers, but it's Ewers. Uh, well, okay. it, uh, people pronounce it Ewers, but it's uh, it's you. Uh, I can't even say it because I'm tongue tied. So sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. But it's you. It is Ewers. Uh, Familiar but, with this one, then? Yes. Um, I was ready for this movie to come out, and finally, it actually is coming out. Uh I guys, you got, you gotta know something. I love me some Guy Ritchie. That man just is an incredible filmmaker, and I love the fact that him and Jason Statham not only are great collaborators of each other and great friends of each other, but they make some kick-ass films, and they're grossly underrated. Um, he literally is a great filmmaker and should be on the top of every person's just action, just spy thrillers. He makes a lot of great genre films in general. So I, I give it up to Guy Ritchie because he's... And I love the fact that not only, if you all don't know, uh, Josh Hartnett, who was once a time a very, very profitable star, however, because he turned down roles for Spider-Man and Batman and Superman, of respectively, of course, they kind of blacklisted him from Hollywood. So... Yeah, don't don't do see, that. Good to see he's back. Yeah, I'm, he's yeah, I'm very happy for a bit. There are just mostly minor roles. Yeah, I'm very happy that he's back. Uh, but again, ladies and gentlemen, the lesson to be learned: don't ever, you know, disrespect studios because they will blacklist you in a second. So, all right, last movie that's hitting this uh, that I have picked out here hitting theaters this Friday called Plane. Yeah, starring Gerald Butler, Gerard Butler, excuse me, Mike Coulter, Yosin An, and Danielle Pinata or Pin. Penyenda? How do you see it? Penyenda. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jared Butler is a five-star pilot, and when a storm forces him to land on a war-torn island, he soon finds surviving the landing is only the beginning. When most of his passengers are taken hostage, he turns to the one man who can save them, Louis Gaspar, a, a accused murderer who was being transported by the FBI. So, yeah, there's uh, your little twist right there. Uh, so, seen previews, Victor? I have. And you know what? I, I love Gerard Butler. I mean, not only is he a badass, but I love that he comes out with films almost every two to three years that he what does. A, in the words of M. Night Shyamalan, what a twist! I know, right? What a twist indeed. I mean, that like he just doesn't stop. He just keeps preparing for all these roles. And I know that he did a movie not too long ago, um, and now he's doing this one, so I'm happy for him. And, of course, uh, you'll see a Marvel uh, slash hero in this movie, of course, or actor who played a Marvel hero. If you can guess it, you are just... If you can guess it, come on. Tobey Maguire. No. Uh, but, but you know he's still a great Marvel character, of course. Love Tobey Maguire, but great, great actor, of course, as well. But if you can guess it, of course, and uh, if you see the movie, come back and let me know. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> got me thinking about Tobey Maguire about a recent movie he was in, yes. in a certain special. We shouldn't give that away, but that was pretty yes. fun. But uh, yeah, so uh, we're gonna we got a little bit more show to come here, but we got to take a quick time out to give some shout out to our next sponsor, Over oh, Heaven's cakes where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods mm. and that's where oh for heaven's cakes come in they have the best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat i know victor and i we, we kind of we hit that place up almost every week almost yes uh, you, there's no better treat than than, than they're they're heavenly yes and so while you're there enjoy homemade lunch and soup with keto gluten-free vegan diabetic options and if you're a business owner want to treat your employees they have special discounts and and they're located on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253, or, go, or send them an email, overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. 
So it'll be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you're looking for a cake job, well, Over Heaven's Cakes is hiring. Make sure to stop in there and to apply. All right. Getting back to business here, uh, we got some quick takes to wind things down with. I uh, just want to give a quick plug for some other awesome shows going on at GFBS this past week. Uh, earlier today, we had the awesome people from the Downtown Development Association in here t- talking all about what's going on in downtown Grand Forks. Uh, Blue Weber and Jill Proctor, they told you want to find out all the latest buildings and businesses if you haven't really scoped out downtown in a while. It was a real, real informative uh, interview that John did with them. So make sure to check it out on the GFBS interview. And speaking of downtown, I interviewed uh, Arts for Vets uh, Executive Director Kimberly uh, Fornis Wilson. And uh, Icky did a little cameo on that too. So, yeah, you want to find out more about the Arts for Vets scene, really, really good stuff on, the, on there. Two awesome interviews on GFBS this week. And tomorrow on Dirty Thursday, NLRA late model driver, uh, or excuse me, they have some wingless sprint drivers being on on Dirty Thursday tomorrow. Make sure to check that out. I believe uh, Mr. Palm and Nordrum are the drivers that will be on Dirty Thursday tomorrow. So, yeah, check it out. You can find... Find all those shows by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, social media, and streaming audio apps. All right, quick takes. What have you guys seen this past week or maybe plan on watching soon that we didn't talk about yet? Icky, let's start with you. I've been watching Lopez versus Lopez Mm. and uh, Young Rock. And then uh, one of my favorite go-tos is Creep Show. So, so I know when you were on a previous a previous episode of Big Screens, you reviewed the first, I believe, two seasons of Young Rock. How's the third season been going so far? It's going well. So where's he at at this point in Rock's it's career? It's kind of jumping back and forth still with uh, the Polynesian wrestling and his parents opening a federation. And oh, so didn't season two end when he was kind of in like? WWE developmental in Memphis or yeah, something but they, like that? Yeah, but they bounce back and forth, you know, from when he's an adult to when he's a kid. And in the adult portion, are they adding his WWE part of his career yeah. yet? Okay. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I remember his WWE on-screen debut. Survivor Series. Nation of Domination. Nation of, oh, yeah, yeah, Nation of Domination. I remember him being in the Nation. They, are they at that part in the show? They've, they've used it. Oh, yeah. nice. Do they sprinkle in actual wrestling clips, too, a little no, bit? No, it's just the actors. They, re, they kind of recreate the scenes? Yeah. Still, still a little strong as the first two seasons. It's good. Nice. And what about Creep Show? Uh, I I really just bought it recently, mm-hmm. but um, from what I've seen of of this season, it's going to be pretty good. Awesome. So while while we got you on here, why don't you plug your show and, and just a quick rundown of what it's all about and how to find well, it? Well, I have two shows actually. Yeah, Aki Ichabod's Weird Cinema, which we we you know you want to kind of wind down for the day you know listen to something weird and be a little out there you can watch weird cinema but if you like wrestling i also do a wrestling show called icky ichabod's weird wrestling and they kind of rotate in and out so like you do three or four weird cinemas and then at once every three or four weeks you'll do a weird wrestling yes and i know they first premiere live on friday nights at nine o'clock yeah and then they're immediately available to stream or download uh, thereafter. So Unless we say something offensive and get kicked off. Oh, no, 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 never. I, I don't think I've ever said anything offensive on... Getting demonetized. Huh? Yeah, monetized. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Cancel culture. Huh? Yep, gotta love it not. Uh, right. But, <laughs> but yeah, find those. I know this Friday, you kind of alluded to it a little earlier, you'll be talking about Donnie Darko. Yes, I will be. Great uh-huh. movie. 
Love yeah. that movie. J- Jake Gyllenhaal. What a what a dynamo he is. Any other quick takes at all, Icky, that we missed? Uh, let let me think here. Uh, Law and Order SVU. I really like that show. Still keeping up with that one? Yeah. That one's had a, been on the air for a long time, right? Like 20 some years. Guess, since like the 90s, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gary Wolf, man. These Dick are Wolf. The, or, or Dick Wolf, not Gary Wolf. Sorry. I'm thinking of another. There is actually an, there's actually an actor called Gary Wolf. Uh, so I've got, sorry for that brain fart, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, but Dick Wolf, of course, um, just incredible executive producer that he is and creator that he is man that show has been on oh wow yeah since the early 90s man so victor before i get your quick takes just a quick heads up we see steve in the chat said he's looking forward to the last of a show that's hitting hbo max here i think within a couple of weeks yes based off the hit video game and then he said he saw that movie megan as well and he gave it his seal of approval so good thank you very much sir i i love the fact that some people at least like it you know and that's that and that's the important part you know you either like it or you don't like it but either way good thank you very much all right victor your quick takes um, so of course, Jeremy Renner, he's, he's doing pretty good in the hospital. Still. Very good to hear. Yes. And the crazy thing is, uh, just so, cause I don't think everybody knows what happened to him. Um, so Jeremy we, Renner, we, did, we, we broke it. To, oh, I guess it was still kind of up in the air last week. Yeah. It was up in the air last week when we did, but we wouldn't really get into what like actually happened or what he did to make this happen. So, um, quick, uh, Going back to the last week we did, because uh, it was up in the air. So Jeremy Renner was just being a good neighbor and doing some snow removal for a neighbor for him. And uh, suddenly, uh, this snow owl just came out of nowhere and bash, he just got rammed totally bad. And uh, he 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 was he was pretty banged up. And uh, but he did share on his uh, his Instagram, of course. And there is a picture of him. He's got you know some bruises on him a little bit and he he's kind of not very happy he's kind of miserable obviously yeah i but, saw a little video with him he looks pretty yeah, rough but he's being staying in high high spirits yeah and and a lot of people were just like you know especially celebrity friends like get well soon brother giving you lots of love and everything and and especially myself too and everyone here at g you know gps so of course or gps what am i gfbs gfbs i'm so sorry you guys no no all, all good all i'm good. talking so fast i can't even you know like just get i'm brain farting today so i'm just talking so fast i'm sorry but no everyone's giving you love jeremy and we hope you get back on your feet and everything and so yeah um and of course i had actually couldn't believe this um because i talked about it with a co-worker of mine uh but he uh or in this case she excuse me like i said talking fast uh but she of course uh said you know hopefully they're not taking advantage um I guess people are taking advantage of cinema and comic books at this point now just because, you know, I don't appreciate, uh, of course, because I've been in both industries for a long, long time, and it kind of it kind of is very upsetting. And I know it must be to you, of course, as well, Icky, because we just got into it a little bit uh, before the show. Uh, yeah, that a lot of people are just being underrated and not being appreciated, and these things are just, you know... Kind of going they're, under they're the like rug. like a cancer that's eating exactly. our uh, zeitgeist, if I'm, if I'm using the proper word. Oh, no, ex- exactly. You know, I think people who d- are not into the zeitgeist uh, themselves are kind of, yeah, kind of getting out of the zeitgeist because, you know, they're not getting into it fully, uh, nor I don't think, nor were they a part of it to begin with. But uh, despise the, or besides that, it's kind of just, yeah, it's very de- detrimental that in dairy disheartening that they're they're doing that. 
Um, you know, Ben Affleck, of course, you know, very sad to hear that a lot of people who worked hard on their DC projects were getting canned, uh, especially the Batgirl movie, which was making millions off of it. Unfortunately, they just, they canned it and they canned a lot of other projects. And, you know, now everybody, and of course, I feel bad for The Rock, but The Rock is still, The Rock is still being himself, you know, just, just kicking it and just having high spirits. As he me in the hard no sell. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, I, really, Rock is always a big positive guy. He is. And that's what I appreciate about him. You know, this, this was not a, I know this was a passion no. project for him to do. Is like this was the comic book movie he always wanted to do. So it was, it was. a little bit of a buzzkill to see that it, they announced like so. Because I think the movie was like number one in the box office for like it three was. weekends or something. It yeah. was, and the movie was just incredible. And he did, and I can see why this was a passion project. Because heck, this was a beautiful passion project. There was just he got jacked for this role, and he did such an incredible job. And yeah, like Dale said, it was just a huge buzzkill that the deal didn't go through. But you know, DC and Warner Brothers, as well as Discovery, now they're kind of being iffy about their projects. And of course, the uh, main man himself uh of course is saying we want to make real movies but you know to quote the great you know mr tim burton uh disney and warner brothers and all of them they 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 don't want to make movies they want to make franchises and you know it kind of it kind of you know it's a buzzkill man you know we should be making movies not franchise not that there's anything wrong with franchises it just you know it takes over way too much so so all right so uh any other quick takes victor um i'm really excited to of course see plane and of course i i can't wait to see my boy you know jason Statham and guy ritchie and josh hartnett and of course aubrey plaza kill it uh of course in guy ritchie's movie so i'm very excited for that so yeah i'm just i'm excited for movies you know left and right all right well, I really don't got too many quick takes. I'll just say, uh, you know, I watched Donnie Darko to talk with Icky for his show. And I did see the season finale for Tulsa King on Paramount+. Plus. That was a, that was a really good final fitting uh, season finale. Nice big, all builds up to a big final showdown with Sylvester Stallone's kind of gang. He kind of raised from scratch in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the big biker gang they're feuding mm-hmm. with. So they have a pretty fitting final episode, big final showdown. And then other than that, you know, uh, playoff football is on the horizon here. So kind of getting caught up with football and other sports. But I'll be on Fork Sports Highway to always keep up with the latest on that. So make sure to check out that show as well. Or Weird Wrestling if you like sports entertainment. That's right. Or, or, yeah, Weird Wrestling. We'll give that a shout out. So, yeah. Hey, Icky, thanks for coming on, man. This has been awesome. Thank you. And Victor, thank you as always. Thank you, guys. I I always appreciate talking with you guys. So thank you. We got one last sponsor to thank, and that's the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill, where we want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're located inside the River Mall, and you can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Babylon, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and Avatar, The Way of Water. You can find the complete listing of movies and showtimes on the RiverCinema15.com website. Don't forget Tuesday's $5 movies all day long and their senior matinee special on Wednesday and Thursday for $5.50. Now, the same people that own the River Cinema 15, it's family-owned and operated. They also operate the Grand Theater in Crookston, and for their listings, their showtimes, their website is morefamilytheaters.com. All right, with that, 
Uh, we welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on GFB, gfbestsource.com or on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, GFBS. Search from, search for us on those apps. You can find past episodes by subscribing to GFBS everywhere you find podcasts. And as mentioned earlier, help support GFBS by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. So next week, looking forward to talking more movies. Yes. I'm going to try and catch uh, that new uh, Knives Out. Uh, yes, gold. Glass Onion. Yeah, Glass Onion. I've been meaning to see that for a while. Mm, yeah, so, psyched for that one too, Victor. Oh, I'm very excited. You know, they, again, Brian Johnson, I love that man. Ugh. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, so with that, uh, many thanks again, Victor. Thank you. Many thanks, Icky. Thank you. Uh, many thanks and safe, happy vacation and safe travels to Paul. Yes, please have a safe vacation. And of course, I got to say it because you're in Mexico. Aliba! And oh, yes. There you go. Do we, does it come across here? Is that right, Paul? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, and of course, good luck in school, Katie. Yes, yes. Katie back. Back for a new semester of school, and it was great having her back while, for these last couple of weeks while she was on break. So I'm sure she'll be back again. So best of luck to the new school year, to Katie, and th- many thanks to everyone for having us part of your day. We'll see everyone next week where we'll have a lot more to talk about, the latest movies and theatrical. We'll see you then. Goodbye.